1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello, Fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Jeezy Chop Shop. <laughs> how is everybody it is the week before christmas and this is officially the last episode from the gz chop shop for the year 2021 And it's been an amazing year, over 30 plus episodes this year. You guys have been amazing, so thank you everybody so much for tuning in. Huge shout out to our patrons, Cindy Lou, Charlie, Trent Hollinger, Sailor Lion, Anna Giddens, Boogie Jim, and Tito. You guys have been a huge part of the GZ Chop Shop and Gamma Games as a whole. So thank you guys so much for your support. And if you guys like what we do as Uh, podcast, as a uh, a business overall, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Gamma Games and become part of the GZ Faction. We are more than happy to have all of you and we can pretty much continue doing what we do because of everybody and your continued support. So thank you so much for that. And speaking of support, just a reminder to everybody that Uh, Right now, the Jeezy Chop Shop Gammon Games is proudly partnered with the Wounded Warrior Project this holiday season. The WWP is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Since 2003, WWP has been committed to post 9-11 service members, physical health and their families helping them achieve their highest ambitions. WWP provides life changing services in mental and physical health, career counseling and long term rehabilitative care all at no cost to Wounded Warriors and their families. So if you're interested in supporting uh, our Tiltify campaign link will be found in the show notes. Also be sure to join us on December 23rd for our 12-hour charity live stream over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Gamma Games. So it's going to be a great time. We've got a bunch of games lined up. We've got amazing milestones. Um, so definitely, definitely go and check that out. It's it's going to be a uh an amazing amazing time so warners what do we have lined up for everybody today i know this this podcast is pretty much a two-parter so if you guys tuned in last week we started off with what was pretty much called the internet overlords and we kind of uh you know that was around the time what AWS kind of went offline it was like shut down the cloud services were were a little busted up um so we're continuing on um this week with the internet 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 <laughs> internet overlords <laughs> part 2 like really kind of getting into to some things and uh yeah so take it away cuz Werner's Thank Werner's did
3: that, the research on this one. the first thing we have on today's schedule Is the gaming awards. That's right. Last week, the winners were announced. Uh, we will be going over a few of those categories and, uh, not just the winners, but you know who they competed with. And we'll talk a bit uh, about our thoughts and stuff. Um, and then afterwards we're going to get into, uh, Overlords part two. That's right. The internet the internet lords part two. See the yeah, internet? I pulled I pulled a U. I pulled a U with the with the mishap. This is easier. The Internorts. Yeah, Internorts. <laughs> <laughs> um so, uh so we'll kick it off first with the gaming awards. So last week, game of the year was between Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread. Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil. Well, Game of the Year went to It Takes Two. Now, a lot of people were like, What is that game? How did this game win Game of the Year? And so many people are like, What is this game? Uh, the game is actually, I I looked into this game. It's actually kind of cool and very innovative. And I think that's one of the things that Help them win. Uh, basically, uh, just to kind of sum it up, it's about a, a a couple that get shrunk down into this uh, into this world, and they have to learn how to communicate and work together to get through this environment and 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 the situ- the situation that they're in. Um, so it, it's it's actually pretty cool. Uh, the graphics are amazing. It's very smooth. Uh, So I, I, although I was surprised that they won uh, considering some of the more well-known games like Metroid that came out, that was Mm -hmm. super popular Uh, resident evil. I mean, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, There's no, there's no debate on how amazing that game was, but it's resident evil and there's been resident evil uh, games. So It's not like it was something new and innovating and and out of nowhere. And I think that is why uh, It Takes Two ended up ultimately winning.
2: Now, just like probably a lot of people, I had no idea what It Takes Two was. When the game first popped up on the list, I was like, what? What is that? Um, And I will admit I was a little upset seeing them win and it's nothing it's it's nothing against the developers and it's nothing against the game. I just I wish I completely knew what they were looking for in game of the year. And I'm, I'm assuming it's a culmination of all the other awards that they mention. And then this one game having a majority of maybe like those top five awards that makes them, you know, game of the year, because usually the game of the year, they fall under other categories and nominations as well. So I'm assuming if they fall under maybe like maybe three or four other nominations, then maybe that gets them the slot to be game of the year because most games might max out of like one or two. Um, I'm assuming they fall under like like three or four.
3: It took a a few other uh, awards as well. Yeah, I think it, multiplayer was one, right? It took multiplayer. It took best multiplayer of the year. It took best family game of the year. And uh, let me see. I thought there was one more, but maybe that was it. And I mean, those, those two alone are, are, are definitely pretty, uh, pretty amazing.
2: Now, I looked. So,
0: oh, sorry. I was going <laughs> to say. So it, it seems like I'm the only one that actually knew of the game
2: you yeah you You were actually i didn't know what it was
0: i i i knew about that game i have seen it i've never played it but i have seen it been played like i've you know i've kind of browsed through on some streams i've seen it on tiktok so i knew what the game was but i've never played it and it does look like like warner's was saying it does look like a a great game super super fun if i ever had it out it would definitely be a game that i could see myself playing i just i don't get new games but (laughs) it it definitely was a really good developed game it looked really nice it looked really fun and definitely i i don't know much about the other ones i mean resident evil i've only seen when like i've seen itachi play it and that was about it so like for me i guess that one kind of makes sense for me because it's a well-versed multiplayer game
2: and, you know, I think that like like you both were saying, you know, that definitely plays a very critical role. And I will say as as stepping into the indie world ourselves, this does show promise. Like growing up on Triple A titles, we have kind of, you know, I'll say for myself, been uh programmed to expect Triple A's to always take these awards home. Um What last year was Sekiro the year before that? I don't know what the year before that was, but I'm pretty sure. Since the Game Awards came out, it's always been a triple A title. This shows promise for indie developers that you can come in and stand on the same stage as the big boys and outshine them. And even though the, I guess you could say my competitive gamer in me was like, "What?" Because I saw some games <laughs> on there that I liked, like. I would have loved to see Resident Evil uh, 8 win because I loved Resident Evil. It's been a while since I have gone back and replayed a Resident Evil as much as I've played that one. There was just so much replayability to it. The story uh, definitely was was a fresh take. It's a revival that the series needed. It wasn't a remake. It was pushing the story forward and it tied everything together so neatly that it was just like Mwah, chef's kiss. Um, but if a game like It Takes Two, I could see where that sparks uh, a lot of promise and where it peaks interest. Because not only is it a multiplayer game, it's a family multiplayer game. That game probably brought some people together that probably you know, like a husband and wife, one of them might be a gamer, the other one might not be. And it's like that game could have probably been like, hey, well, this like, wait, let's spend some quality time together. Try this game and then find out they both love that game because, you know, they're solving problems together. They're going on this adventure together. It brings them together. And in that turn, it's kind of like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Like, you know, someone out there was th- probably thinking outside the box like that, like, mm-hmm. You know, you got all these hardcore competitive games. Let's, let's mix it up a bit. Let's bring back what made gaming so enjoyable the first time. Playing together. Like, you don't always have to be and competing. And not having people screaming together. in your ear. Yeah. Or, you know, people yelling at you on the stream. You're dumb. You shouldn't do it like that. This is how you mm. play the game. Oh and that's what makes yeah. games fun.
3: No, I, I Honestly, if some, like, basic, uh, like multiplayer like call of duty or something one game of the year that that would have really disappointed me Th- those games have no business uh winning game of the year because they're 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 focused on multiplayer they're not truly story and lore and and music and 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 so many other things like they're mostly focused on Pvp yeah they have no business winning game of the year.
2: And I'll I'll say this, it takes to open my eyes personally, and it let me know I need to, even though I play a bunch of different genres, it let me know that I, maybe I myself also need to broaden my horizons a bit, step away from my comfort zone of, you know, developers I have grown to quote unquote trust and, and start exploring some of these indie, indie titles and seeing what they have to offer. Because I think last year, an indie game was also nominated for game of the year, and it it didn't win, but it took uh, a, a a pretty big award home. I think it was called Grease, Um, and it it was an indie title. And that at first I was like, man, where are, these, where are these games coming from? And and you know now seeing an indie game win game of the year, I'm like, okay, I need to expand my horizons. I need to step out more. I need to stop because the the you know these triple A industries they they're just a recycling machine. And they know that their name sells. They can just spit out anything and their name sells. And over the last few years, they've been very disappointing. Um, I've bought a lot of games that I thought had great promise. One of them, Anthem. Another one was Ghost Recon. Um, Breakpoint. A lot of titles that I was like, man, I'm super excited to play because I trust these developers and they always great bring out great stuff. And it was crap. But... I see these amazing and beautiful indie games come out. I'm like, you know what? This looks like it's up my alley. And I get it and I play and I'm like, yo, I am hooked on this. Um, So there was, there was another one. Um, Hades. Hades is another good example of that. And transistor back in the PlayStation. I think they came out like in the PlayStation three time or early PlayStation four. Both indie titles that people to this day still love. So Like the more I thought about it, I realized I was like, you know what? This is great promise. And this is the competition that the, if anything, this is probably going to wake up a lot of those big developers. Let them know people aren't just going to settle for, for your name anymore. So yeah, you're
3: actually going to provide. Yeah. I'll tell you what to the, uh, uh, the developers were haze light studios. Um, they're not well known. They're definitely more of an indie developer. (laughs) Uh, but it was uh, Electronic Arts that picked them up to publish them. So I, and they, they made that big of an impact
2: that I, I just hope Electronic Arts lets them keep doing their thing. I hope that they don't come in and do what they famously do and try to milk a game, you know, because of its of its popularity. Like well, they did and, Star Wars. And the game and- was uh,
3: the the game really. Uh, I guess, uh, stood out because it was very, uh, uh, like hopeful and, uh, like heartfelt, uh, which is, you know, this is not something you get from, from a basic, like two player game anymore.
2: Now I will say this and I'm not being dismissive of, of any games that, um, pretty much try to address mental wellness. Um, I will say I do, uh, when I play a game, my goal is to escape reality. Um, and I will say part of the reason I've been a little reluctant to play certain titles, um, such as like, you know, the life is strange and, and any games that tackle real world, topics is because they address said real world topics and it's like it's kind of like coming home after a stressful day at work and you turn on the news and you get more (laughs) reality thrown at you and then you go turn on your game and then you address more reality
0: in your game you don't play games (laughs) to escape reality what (laughs) come on yeah so for me that's kind
2: of probably like at first why i kind of was like uh, a little disappointed that it takes two one at first it was because yeah. that was the first thing that was brought to my attention was the, you know, the men they're like, Oh, it's a mental wellness game. And that was the first description I got. And I'm like, that's all well and good. I am totally for that. um But you know, when you have something like that, that's like, okay, now that's game of the year that changes expectations of what games should be going forward so it makes me worry it made me worried like okay is every game going forward gonna have this mental wellness theme because that's what won so now all the games going forward are gonna be like are they going to try to copy that and we're slowly gonna fade out from actual games that break away from you know from reality like I get gaming is for everyone and it should be it should be accessible to everyone but we also know trends get set and developers copy off of each other. Look how many Smash Brother imitations there are. How many um, Counter Strike imitations there are. And nobody tries to imitate Fortnite because Fortnite copies everyone. So you—they're you the only ones who can't be imitated. They already—they're like, no, we figured it out. We just copy everyone else. Yeah, we are they the are. imitators. Yeah, they are the imitators. So you can't <laughs> they imitate have the, the copycat imitators. Shining gun. <laughs> yeah, they have the shiring gun. <laughs> so it just makes me worry. It's like all the developers are now looking and they're going to see it takes two. And the first thing that's going to stand out is a mental wellness game. That's literally a thing. That's, that's, you know, how they describe the games. And now that could be a category, be like, Oh, sci-fi action, gore, mental wellness. Are we going to start seeing a trend of big developers trying to imitate that? And it's like, I don't mind emotionally driven stories, but they can also not be grounded in reality. In any regard, a good example of this Tales of Arise, Tales of Arise made me cry man tears at the end, man tears of happiness without ever touching real world topics. The story was so well written. The characters were so likable and their struggles. In a way, you felt like you were part of their struggle in their world and you were rooting for them. Brandy, you were in control, but you were rooting for them every step of the way. And then the, the action and the fluid combat, that game was so beautifully crafted and designed and the story so well written and, and just intertwined that at the end, when you get to the end, you just sat back and it was like, wow, that was, was amazing. And it was like saying goodbye to friends. Like our adventure has come to a close. It is now time to say farewell. And that was without once, you know, touching any, in my opinion, anything about real world. And I played it to to get through some hard stuff I was going through during the time the game came out. And just playing a game that took me away from reality and just let me be in a different place, a different planet, a different universe altogether. And help them through their struggles. It, it was therapeutic for me. So. Well.
3: Uh, you know. In, 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 that, uh, in that spirit. Uh, best role playing game. Was between. Cyberpunk. Uh, 2077. Monster Hunter Rise. Scarlet Nexus. Shin. Begami Tensei 5. Not a good series. And Tales of Arise. Tales of
2: Arise took it home. And that's the first time I think a Tales games has won an award. It is the
3: first time a Tales of a, a Tales game has
2: won an award. That game you 100% correct. deserved it. 100% deserved it. Like if you if I if if I was to ever recommend a game and you guys know I like rarely recommend games because I've made some bad recommendations based off of my enjoyment for past developers, I would highly highly recommend Tales all right. And you don't even have to know any of the other Tales games. That's what I love about it. You can jump in and enjoy the full experience beginning to end.
3: Now, I, this is, I, th- I thought this one was interesting. Um, best multiplayer. Back for Blood. Knockout City. Monster Hunter Rise. New World. It takes two. Uh, Valheim. It takes two. Won that award. And that's... that. That that surprised me, too, um, because... Now, we- I, you know, I don't say that like I don't think they necessarily deserve the award. It just took Ooh, me by surprise because Back for Blood and Monster Hunter Rise, especially, those two were so popular.
2: Yeah, hugely So yeah. popular.
3: It takes two, like, it really made that big of an impact on people.
2: I will also say there is a certain level of exclusivity that it takes two removes games like monster hunter and back for blood <clears throat> there's a learning curve and there is a certain community type that plays and even with a game as open and, co- and, and cooperative as monster hunter people can still get rough with you because you don't know this monster type has this weakness spot and is immune to these attributes and can throw a whole hunt and some people can get ticked off that way um monster hunter has a pretty steep learning curve and it's a little unforgiving so a lot of people could walk away from monster hunter get turned off by it so they they have a very loyal player base back for blood is kind of the same way as most multiplayer shooters whether it's pvp or not people have beaten the game and they go back on hard difficulties and if you're the guy that's dying all the time and you're playing randoms people can get pretty nasty with you so then you get turned off from playing the game and you don't go back. It takes two, I feel removes all of that. You don't have to play with anyone online. I, I don't think, I think you can, you can, you know, it just be you and, and your, your friend, your significant other. And you two just play and no one's going to pick someone they know they're going to get irritated with. So then you have this amazing, comfortable gaming Journey for however long you want. You if you can only play once a week and that works for both of you, that's perfect. You still get to play this game, you get to play it once a week, the two of you happily and comfortable together, and then you beat the game when you're ready. So you're not trying to like you know, like back for blood. You got to arrange all the you know coming together and blah blah blah. And same thing with Monster Hunter. There's no pressure of that in a game like it takes two. Probably why it's called It Takes Two. It's just easy. You, one other person, play when you can and enjoy the, the adventure.
1: So yeah,
2: that, probably, like, that
1: probably
0: resonated. They checked like all the boxes. Other, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because like other multiplayer games, like they're usually, I mean, I'm not 100% sure because I've never played Back Blood or Monster Hunter, but like the the multiplayer games that I've played, like there's a ranking system usually. So depending on how much you play, you go higher and blah, blah, blah. So and It Takes Two, you don't have to worry about that because there's, you're going, you're not even going against anybody it's just you and whoever you're playing with and there's no like ranking system. You can't be like, Oh, well I played X amount of times, you know, in the last month and you only played three times. What, what are you doing? Catch up. There's nothing of that. And that's, that's nice. And And that's something games are lacking these
2: days. Yeah. Um, just just playing.
3: I, I wish burn was here for this one because he's the expert in this category. I don't particularly, I don't particularly play fighting games. I, I know of them. I've played them before, but, uh, you know, I, I it's not something I, I play a ton of. Uh, best fighting games was between Demon Slayer, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, and Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate
2: Showdown. Guilty Gear Strive took it.
0: I love so I how Nickelodeon is in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I will say this, and, 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 and Byrne, if you're listening, feel free to correct me later. Oh, I feel, from what I know of Burn, I don't think he liked that turnout um, because he's a very big Guilty Gears fan. Very big. And one of his issues he was having with the series and the new installments was the simplicity they were introducing to the game. To make it easier for newcomers. And Guilty Gear has a very specific niche, specific community that's kept it alive. And they love the technical controls because then that's literally master versus master.
3: Now, is it on par with how difficult Killer Instinct was?
2: Yeah. Because Killer Um, Instinct is
3: very difficult to play.
2: Yeah. So Burn prefers his games to have those technicalities. So among that, uh, among that list, what what were the? Because I could tell you right now, he wouldn't have liked Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, it was Demon Slayer,
3: uh, Melty Blood, Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, okay, you and Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown.
2: Okay, he would have removed Virtual Fighter Five. He would have removed the Nickelodeon. Um, he likes the Demon Slayer, so he probably, if it, it, it honestly let's see between it it was a simple fighting game though it's not it's not very technical at least not on his terms yeah um i think he would have voted for melty blood honestly because he and i have played melty blood we've played melty blood against each other and melty blood does not simplify itself you have to learn those controls you have to learn those combos and that's not something you're going to learn in a week that's You've either played the series over years and you already know what it's going to ask of you, or you have to spend dedicated time learning. I mean, it took me like a good week to learn like the freaking twenty hit combos for like three characters. (laughs) So, so uh, as a Guilty Gear fan, he might be like, "Yay!" But like as a fighting game fan, he'd probably be like, "Okay, I don't know what they were basing on." And I think they were basing on like how easy it was for people to get in and play. Um, best VR games Resident there
3: Evil was <laughs> Hitman Day. 3 I Expect You To Die too. Lone Echo 2 Sniper Elite VR and Resident Evil 4 and you better believe Resident Evil 4 took it and I absolutely agree with that because wow wow was that game smooth on VR I did not personally play it I watched people play it and I've seen a lot Beautiful. of VR demonstrations in a lot of different games and I've seen the bugs, I've seen the graphical errors, I've seen a lot of the issues and uh, from the people that I watched play and the uh, reviews and people talking about it Resident Evil 4 was by far probably smoothest, the smoothest VR gameplay <laughs> of all time Yeah. to, to date yeah which is impressive so, for a game that graphically imp- uh, uh, I, advanced. I I
0: have not seen any of the VR for Resident Evil, but like knowing what I have seen in other like Resident Evil games, like I can only imagine how intense that game was playing it in cool. VR. Just just from the, the the little bits and pieces that I've seen of the game, and like the like barely anything that I played of one of them months and years ago, but like I can just months imagine. <laughs> I don't remember how long ago it was, but I can just imagine how that would be in VR.
2: Oh, it's, I will, I first hand experience here. Um, and I just have to throw in a side note. Oculus just came out with a new update. I'm still going to call it Oculus. I'm not changing the name. I don't, I don't care. Meta Oculus forever. (laughs) Oculus just came out with a new update that it, it improved. In my opinion, it looks like it, it improved the clarity of the the screen um because a lot of people were talking about there's this, like it's a little blurry in the oculus and it's a standalone headset you know you can't expect perf- perfection from it right. and They're like oh it's a little bit blurry so people are like tinkering with the settings and it looks like they came out with an update that completely like sharpened the the game now resident evil 4 already looked amazing so after i updated my headset i popped back into my resident evil 4 And now it's just drop-dead gorgeous. It's even, wow. It's just drop-dead gorgeous. And I'm in there, and when you were talking about, like, tense, you feel the tension. I'm not even wearing headsets. Like, I'm using the surround speakers that are in the headset. And it doesn't matter that I know I'm in my living room, in the safety (laughs) of my house. No. Resident Evil 4 VR is so well done that as soon as I put that headset on and I pick up those controllers... Resident Evil 4 is like, you're mine. You are in <laughs> you Resident
0: are Evil. In. You
2: think you're in your living room. That's fine. But right now, you're in my world. And after <laughs> have- that improvement, mm-mm. and I know that's what you're so thinking, cool. but yes, that's exactly what Resident Evil, Resident Evil was like. You're my bitch right now.
0: <laughs> that's so cool.
2: And I loved I loved it because, and I, I, will, I will give them a little leeway. I'll give these other VR games a little leeway. I will say Resident Evil 4 has been redone so many times that the blueprint is there for them. They had a perfect blueprint to work with. All they had to do was put us in it. How do we do that? And how do we compensate for the interactions? And there's so many videos out there. They knew exactly what people were going to do. They already know what people are going to look for, what people are going to test. And it was just, all right, let's make it pretty. Let's make it happen. And they went for it. And this was the right time to do it. I think Resident Evil 4 has aged and it's, you know, now it's definitely aged well. So this was the time to do it. Resident Evil 7 was too early. Um, Is it scary? Yes. But, you know, you're in a VR space. So there's some times where you're taken out of the experience. When I was in Resident Evil 4, just to keep my sanity. I would start talking to myself. <laughs> I would be in there and I'm going down the hall and I hear Lockles, Look, Lo less And I'm like, Oh, come at me, mother. Uh, huh. And I'm in there. My cat thinks I'm crazy, but it was just to keep my sanity because <laughs> the cat's nothing in is the worse. corner like Yeah, my cat's living. <laughs> what looking are you doing? Like, I need a new owner. I need a new owner. <laughs> and I whip around and then there's like three villagers coming at me with pitch force, like motolo and I'm like does the fence scream? yeah yeah, that's my defense scream know <laughs> yeah, I do my Kevin art <laughs> Oh my God but Resident Evil has set the bar so high, and that's where it needs to be. No more settling. Resident Evil said, boom, here's the standard. Atachi has Eat spoken
3: <laughs> now uh. Best esports game of the year. Now,
0: <laughs>
3: Overwatch wasn't <laughs> even too. on the list this year. I understand why. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. I am a huge Overwatch fan. I, uh, I even go to I, uh, the sporting events, I, uh, which, by the way, an esports sporting event is freaking amazing. It is so exciting to do be there in person and see it. Um but I think one of the reasons uh probably the biggest reason Overwatch wasn't on there this year is less people are playing it. It's not a dead game. I would never I would not go so far as say it's a dead game. Plenty of people still play the game. Uh if it was a dead game, it wouldn't even be an esports game. So, it's kind of an ignorant comment when I hear people like oh it's a dead game. I'm like if it was a dead game, it wouldn't be fucking competitive. Um but it's been around for several years now um we're anticipating Overwatch 2 year after year it keeps getting pushed back um and you know outside some new characters and stuff uh it's not it's not to me like in the same the same category quite anymore i hate to say it i love the game uh compared to some of the games that are more popular with streamers and when it comes to streamers and competitive games, um, especially the, the the more famous streamers, um, you know that gets looked at. How many people are streaming these competitive esports games? Whether or not they're on an esports team, uh, you're more way more likely to find someone playing Call of Duty, Warzone, uh, Valorant, uh, you know, uh, a lot of games like that. So yeah, that's kind of why I think Overwatch wasn't on there this year. Uh, but there was Call of Duty, uh, CS:GO, which I've never. i that's uh, out of the games on here. This is the, that's the only one I haven't played. Uh, Dada two, I've I've played that. Um, League of Legends and Valorant. Um, as expected, League of Legends took it. As expected, just from my opinion. Um, yeah, you know, I don't I don't think people understand. League of Legends, when they have their uh, semifinals and and finals and they get to the end of the season, more people watch the streamed, competitive League of Legends games than the amount of people that watch the Super Bowl. It is insane the amount of people that log in to watch League of Legends. Granted, Super Bowl is kind of like mostly an American thing. Maybe some other countries tune in. Uh, League of Legends is kind of worldwide, but that, that's still, I mean, that's a lot of people that tune in to, mm-hmm. to watch the semifinals and, and finals. Um, and then for the last one, uh, you know, going down to uh, most anticipated games, or I'm sorry, most anticipated game, it was down to Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok. Uh for those of you that don't remember it was the one where they posted up with Thor mm-hmm. and, it was, and, and it, it was
2: it was thick Thor like in the mythology was, and everybody was expecting the thick Chris is an understatement
3: bro this was th- th- this Thor was like okay historically accurate yeah it it, it truly was it was historically accurate Thor but Naturally, when people think of Marvel. Thor, they think of Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. and Marvel. That's not what, that's not what Thor actually looked like. Um, historically, um, or mythologically.
2: Yeah. Myth- say historically. Mythologically, yeah. This Thor was accurate.
3: Uh, He's a beefy Her- boy. Horizon, uh, forbidden West, which is a game I am looking forward to. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first, uh, horizon, uh, horizon. So that, that was a great game. Uh, the sequel to the legend of zelda breath of wild just legend of zelda breath of wild part two um mm, we've been waiting for that for like four and then, years and then starfield which graphically just looks beautiful um is now Star, it, is starfield a
2: pc exclusive
3: yeah it's pc exclusive like shit <laughs> From the echoes of the, the, the distance. Sounds shit. like shit. No, <laughs> you guys
0: heard that? <laughs>
3: uh, so, <laughs> uh, I personally, again, my opinion, I thought it, I, I pretty much knew it was going to be Elden Ring, but I have a suspicion it was a close tie with
2: Zelda 2. The only reason Zelda. The zelda, that zelda lost uh is because we've already been waiting for zelda Breath for a while too the Elden ring it came out just, of nowhere yeah
3: elden ring really did just pop out of nowhere like hey we're here to make you hate your life
2: you thought we were done you were wrong Ring, everyone Rings loves really it Every, and the thing is no one can do the formula better than them right and
3: uh for you guys that don't know what Elden Ring is, Elden Ring is a spiritual successor a to the Dark Souls world uh, and games. Um,
2: Just hear a uh, in the
3: background. Shearing. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> I know I, I know at least Atachi. I don't I don't know if uh, Kara has.
2: Kara but, hated
3: Halo. Do you really think she would play? Wait, Dark Souls. Uh, K- Kara, have you ever played Dark Souls? no if you I challenge you to play Dark Souls any Dark Souls use a controller don't use the mouse and keyboard
0: I don't know how to do all that
3: it's on Steam there's a remastered one just try it out
0: no I mean Uh, I don't know how to Dark
3: Souls is considered one of the most difficult if not the most difficult game to have ever existed Um, it is fun until you hate yourself and then you hate yourself again and then you hate yourself again.
2: And I then it just Cara, continues. <laughs> orders was very focused. Once he gets going, you got to let him finish. <laughs> um, like, I've watched the trailers. Controller. I've
3: I've seen a lot of the gameplay that's come out uh, for Elden Ring. And not only does it look extremely beautiful. It is a beautiful it, it looking game. Yeah, I mean, it, it is fucking gorgeous. But um on one hand they still have the same play dynamics as what you'd see in dark souls like the the rolling around and moving if it ain't broke don't fix it but it looks like they made some things a little smoother a little more modern a little more up-to-date i don't want to say (laughs) user-friendly i think with anything to do with the dark souls universe i think is a stretch to say user-friendly
2: um i wonder if they're considering the armor to the armor type, because if you're wearing light armor, you should be some, because they kind of did implement that with other games, depending on your build, you could roll around freely. I think that would be cool to consider the armor types in your movements, Um especially... I, I haven't looked up anything
3: like that. That's a great question. I I, I don't know, though. I haven't looked up anything like that yeah, to confirm You would that. definitely
2: take more, you would pay more attention not only just to see your build, but the armor you're, 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 you're carrying. And that would make for invasions. And this is the reason I say, Kara, that's an actual challenge, not just because no, of the game, not really good the show, but, but Dark Souls has a very unique PvP system. It's That you can either love or hate. Right. And people can invade your world randomly if you are connected to the internet. So you can be on your way. You finally got the game mechanics down. You are minding your business. You're stabbing skeletons. You're climbing mountains. You just slayed your first dragon. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. But if you didn't reach a bonfire, all that can go bye bye. All of it. All the souls you collected to level up, gone. Unless you go back to where you died and recover them. So you're like, maybe like two spots away from a bonfire. And then all of a sudden you see pop up on your screen. Johnny McBignuts has invaded your world. Hey, people name their characters a lot of things. Now Johnny McBignuts (laughs) has invaded your world. You don't know where he's at. He probably knows where you're at maybe, but you are both trying to find each other. And then you see his red avatar, giant sword, but he's naked. Just a loincloth. You think, oh, this will be an easy day. I'll just stab him two times and he'll die. He has no armor. Lo and behold, this man's got what? The rings of a god? (laughs) And the agility of (laughs) Spider-Man? And he's rolling all around with his big old sword. And you're not paying attention to where you're at, you wind up on the edge of a bridge, forget where your footing is, and he just pokes you one time with the sword. Now you fall off of a castle.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
3: PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Bridge to your death. And then you just see him praise the sun.
0: So sounds like a game that I'm going to rage with.
3: Oh, you probably would rage. There are is zero people on 30. this planet that can possibly play Dark Souls at least the first time around and not get pissed the fuck off mostly.
2: But here is a perk, and this is what keeps a lot of gamers going. The Dark Souls, originally formed from the Demon Souls... Has been labeled the hardest game in the last decade that that Did he just named that as a perk yeah that's an that's literally a <laughs> perk you know why because <laughs> beating that means you've beat one of the hardest games made in the last decade oh. that
3: solidifies not even place a difficulty place that's another can, thing there's no difficulty setting the difficulty setting is dark souls
0: if if, if we beat it can i put that on my resume one
3: hundred percent. Because you know,
0: I
2: look. We joke about it, but how much do you want to bet if you're applying to a game company that specializes in RPGs, and you went to them and put on your resume, beat Dark Souls <laughs> or New Game Plus 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 with no armor?
3: Yeah, you're gonna put be like some random hired. shit like that. <laughs> I beat Dark Souls nine times, and this is my fastest time.
2: For and being you're like, you're hired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you are our game tester you're hired but think about it like you know the, the the gaming becoming official line of work and stuff at some point putting your game achievements is probably going to be something you put on your resume well what what games do you play this 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 and well what's your what's your highest game achievement um, beating dark souls nine times without dying you know i never said it out loud but
3: But when they asked me to be the charge nurse at my at my work on my unit and I said, why, you know, first of all, why would I want to do that? Um, They're like, you know, do you think you can do it? Do I think I can do it? (laughs) I I beat Dark Souls Souls one, two and three. (laughs) There's nothing I can't
2: can't do. And you will feel powerful, Kara. You are going to feel powerful for at least a solid month. If you beat that game, you are going to feel unstoppable.
0: I don't know. I think I'd be I'd, I think it'd be longer because I don't complete many games.
2: Well, that's why I mean. The month <laughs> after you beat it, how many years it takes you.
0: <laughs>
2: you are I, going I did to feel walk powerful. around with a sense of pride for quite a while. Yeah. Dark Souls leaves you with a sense of accomplishment that even after I 100%ed Tales of Horizon, I showed you guys that I felt accomplished for like a good week. But when I beat Dark Souls, I felt a good sense of accomplishment for like a good two months.
3: <laughs> I was so proud. I, I think when my kids oh my are Lord. just a little bit older, I'm gonna if they get in trouble, I'm gonna have, I'm like, you have to play Dark Souls and you can't do anything else. You can't do a <laughs> single thing else. Ooh. Use it as a punishment. No, you can't oh, go to no. your punishment, though. You can't do anything homework and then dark souls that would you be beat punishment. dark souls you beat dark souls you can have your privileges back
2: that ooh, they would have to do something really bad Ooh, that is a punishment and, and
3: nah, you guys i'm gonna think have it for like a like, that's like, that's medium thing
0: just i'm gonna have it for game. like a
3: medium thing so that way if they really piss me off then they have to do go to dark souls 2
1: I mean, none of them are really really any harder than the the other
2: to really, you really want to make the punishment stick, start them. Be like, sit right here, get them the blight town and say here, (laughs) take it from here. Dark souls, blight town. It builds. (laughs) It builds discipline. (laughs) It builds self confidence.
3: (laughs) It makes you question your life decisions. And gives them trauma. It gives you perception on how hard things can really be. Mm -hmm. There's so many benefits of using Dark Souls as punishment
0: and PTSD.
2: Oh man, (laughs) it builds character. Instead of saying you want you want a you want a weapon, you go you want Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. You Um, want uh, Dark Souls? Go. Dark Souls. No, no. All you, as soon as they hear Dark Souls, they're just sorry, Dad. I won't do Everyone's it again. Like,
3: Go to your room. I'm like, that sucks. Play Dark Souls. Beat <laughs> it. You have seven days.
2: Dark Souls. If you don't beat it in now. seven days,
3: I delete your game progress and start <gasps> <Ooh>. you over.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
3: you will get good. In this family, you will get
2: good. <laughs> Ooh, what's <laughs> that's just brutal
0: (laughs) and I cried
2: when my I cried when my buddy overwrote my Skyrim save you make them start over in Dark Souls I don't care how far they are they're to the boss
3: I said seven days
2: War Nurse is setting the new standard for what's going to pop up in the news (laughs) as a new form of child abuse
0: Here it makes child play a video game called Dark Souls for f- a month straight. Dark Souls it PTSD.
3: I
2: don't understand
3: the controls. I didn't understand the controls. I, didn't I didn't still understand don't the controls
2: either. <laughs> We're gonna be seeing that on the news and be like, "Huh? Never, <laughs> never thought he'd go through with
3: it." Yeah, you don't need corporal punishment, people, and you don't need timeouts you just need dark
2: souls no but seriously though i i wonder you know you bring up something what if that that you know you turn you can make certain games a form of punishment you take away the games they like but instead of just taking away the games then you give them these games and say you can have all your games back when you beat this game i hear my kid talking shit to other kids
3: online i'm like what do you do you think you're so damn good? You talking shit to other kids? Come here. Come here. Let's see how good you really are. Sit down. Dark Souls. Let's and, go. And by today's standards, you could put them on Halo Legendary. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not quite Dark Souls, but it's pretty it's pretty rough.
0: See my game would be Remnant.
3: Remnant's pre- hey, Remnant's pretty tough. I, I tough rage game. quit
0: that game. And I will not pick it back up.
2: See, Gert, Gert, I, I her would son love to would get, not have another game to play.
0: Be right, I, I want to get a
3: poll from all of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, we'll we'll post it up uh, this week. I'm going to get a poll from all of our listeners. The game, the number one game
2: that they rage quit on and never went back to.
0: The thinking, the I'm like thinking dunking. faces. Mine was Hunt
3: Showdown. <laughs> Is there a game I deleted I the game when I was done? It's been like <laughs> a year and a half. I was like, I I got so mad.
2: I guess in gaming, in the world of gaming, I'm a masochist because I've gone back to all the games that man, I've not I only hear it, man. I
0: can't. No.
2: I've deleted them, then re-download. No. Well, technically, I did come back. But the reason I raged wasn't because of the game mechanics. It was just because of the direction the game was going and it was destiny. I did delete that and not go back.
0: I mean, you did all... rage a lot. You raged a lot with Fall Guys, too.
2: I you did too. rage a lot with Fall Guys <laughs> and then I would still go back. Guys, I'll
3: tell you what. You want to see a grown man get pissed the hell off at, a, at, at Fall Guys? Watching the Tachi stream on Fall Guys it is, it is pretty funny. Look.
2: Look, Those jelly beans are adorable until they weigh 10 tons and are in your way. You
3: have no idea if the kids or people around you are like kids. You don't know if they're five. Everyone 15, is a troll. Fifty. You don't know. But Everybody. they're all trolling. And Itachi does not do well with
2: trolls. I don't. <laughs> I, I am like.
0: Do, I, do you I can't remember? troll so I'm do, the Itachi, worst do you remember when we were playing and we were playing with one of the one of my friends and he kept pushing us off of the yes. obstacles yes <laughs> willing to kill himself to my, kill us I still have the clip it's in my like beginning thing where he pushes me off and I'm like you and I stop mm-hmm. and Itachi goes where is it where, where d- you, you were gonna call him something and I went bitch <laughs> It just thought she was like, there
2: it is. It just hung there. And it's just so. And now I don't even think. Actually, nope. Fall Guys is the game I rage quit and didn't go back because when they updated the maps and they introduced the space maps and like the moving walls and stuff, I gave up because I got so sick and tired of my guy. (laughs) just slamming into walls and smearing himself down and not grabbing the walls and climbing up or I'd get the wall and then someone jump off my head and I fall or at the end of the finish line where the the trolls would just stand there especially on the slime climb and they would just grab you and hold you in place or they would block the path so you had to jump around them or if you didn't you fell off and they were just eliminating people that way yeah, actually Fall Guys is the game I rage quit and never went back. <laughs> and it was supposed to be family friendly. <laughs> that was a lot of reflection just
3: now to come to the final conclusion of, oh yeah, I did rage quit a game and not go I back. did rage
2: quit a game <laughs> and not go back. And it was Fall Guys. Yeah. Fuck that game. Fuck <laughs> that game. It was great when it first came out. Uh, I even tried to play it on PC. PC I can't do because there's too many hackers. I actually saw a speed hack. Um in like the collapsing door race. And it just ticked me off because the guy, first of all, th- they use it just so they can try all the doors really quickly and then speed through. And it was, it was like watching a jelly bean on crack. It's both amusing and frustrating because you <laughs> just see them just go Bear! and then they just be lining all over and then they just take off. And it's just like, huh? And then of course everyone, op- you know, they're clamoring on each other to get through the open door. So you just got this pile of jelly beans Yeah, it was fall, guys. (laughs) I'm having PTSD right now.
0: (laughs) Anywho.
3: Well, uh, last week, we talked about AWS, which is an extension of Amazon. Nope, Amazon Web-Based Services. Amazon Web-Based Services. And we, uh, we all talked about and learned about how... Approximately 90% of the biggest companies and uh, developers and businesses utilize these Amazon web services to uh, they utilize their servers to do their business, to, to use the internet basically. And uh, you know, for anyone that doesn't remember AWS had some issues and so many companies and businesses lost access to the internet uh, it was down for a long time. Like most of the day, it was having so many problems.
2: Yep. And, the uh, this cash is a cold. We all feel it.
3: What we learned from that is, uh, what I definitely learned from that was Amazon is more than just an online store. It's more <laughs> than just warehouses. It's more than just a, a potential space firing company. They own us in some way, shape or form. Uh, As far as the internet goes, they control a large amount of the servers that we all utilize, a lot of businesses utilize. Well, today we're going to go a little further. The ultimate owner of the internet. Ultimate uh, entity that is the ruler of the internet. They are called ICANN. ICANN stands for the Internet. Corporation for assigned names and numbers, so there's only a couple of hundred people that work for this company, and they have a, a couple i think three or four actual stations and then some like like smaller headquarters uh, that function for like just like the side stuff like HR and, and all, all that stuff um, but basically what they do is they're the reason that when you go to type in an address, right? You want to type in facebook, we'll say. Instead of having to type in a very very long number called a DNS, which would be like the IP address basically, the DNS translates that to facebook or the other way around. You type in facebook and DNS translates that for you to so 176.13.69.whatever um and then furthermore we have the uh, the security keys i think uh, a lot of us might be uh, familiar with having to update our security authentication codes through like playstation and stuff uh, same thing online when you when you have uh, certain websites and it's like would you like to authenticate this uh, security code or security authentication uh, and you have to right-click on it and allow it to happen, that's them.
0: Well, ultimately, behind all this, there are seven people in the
3: entire world spread out across several countries.
0: Each one of them have a key. This, these keys
3: Together, they come together at one of two stations. I'm sorry, two of four stations. There's two in the East Coast, two in the West Coast. And they have what's called a, um, I think it's called a key ceremony. Yeah, key ceremony. So what this means is they come together, they go to these these uh, boxes here. Let me get the name for you guys, because I always forget the name uh, of, of boxes that they that they uh, that they utilize here.
2: Uh, <coughs> sounds more top secret than a
3: nuclear launch. Hey, I'll I tell you. So, um, they're called hardware security modules, and uh, these private
2: keys that these people have, they are how you access. Four of them.
3: That's it. There's four of them, period. And they're kept in the ICANN stations. And that means that these people, uh, once I think it's once a year, they have to come together and make sure that everyone has their stuff, everyone is good to go. And they go through this key ceremony to make sure everything is in working order. So these keys unlock these boxes inside these boxes are more keys each one has another key so
2: it's like a bad video game fetch quest yeah. right here
3: yeah so now they're not the world leaders just so everyone knows but they can definitely shut your internet down if they want it um, these are the seven in terms of the internet they're the seven most powerful people in the world and there's seven more people in the world that have parts of the keys right in case one of the main keys gets destroyed or lost so that they can piece them together with those seven other people to make one new key. It's like a backup. Big puzzle. Big puzzle. It's a big, (laughs) big puzzle. So... Akachi looks
0: very confused.
3: No, it's okay. Let me pull it up here. Let me pull it up.
0: I'm, I'm just
2: wondering why... That exists. And the only thing I could think of for them to go to that length where the internet needs to have that much. And you said seven, right? Yes. So what we have. So, so that's like a one person per country. Yes. So we can work together. Yes.
1: <laughs> one of them. Literally
2: one person per country. Yep. Hacking an inner all powerful internet key. Great Britain,
3: USA, China, Burkina Faso, Trinidad, Czech Republic,
2: Canada.
0: So, huh. Yeah. Now, uh, so I, I
3: was wrong. It's not once a year. Uh, the key holders uh, have been meeting four times a year, twice on the East Coast. Uh, and then twice on the West coast since 2010 and the East and West coast ceremonies each have seven key holders with a further seven people around the world who access a last resort measure to reconstruct the system. If something were to happen,
2: this is like kingdom hearts, (laughs) but real world. Yeah. Okay. How, how, you know what? I'm not even. By the way, bring these, a matrix these keys are smart this. cards. I'm just going to leave it alone. They're not
3: physical keys. They're smart cards, and they have the information of the the key, the information. So <laughs> it's. I tell you, this is public knowledge. By the way, like you can look this up. It's just even though it's public knowledge,
2: it's, it's not knowledge something they know. Nobody is going to care, <laughs> <laughs>
3: and mm-hmm. until something happens, but technically, theoretically. Uh, if they had to, if they absolutely needed to do it, they could reset the entire world's internet. That is the purpose. That's why they all have to come together to do this.
2: I'm going to tell you one theory I could have on why we have that unified key system where everyone could come together. And I mean, these seven people that are probably more guarded than some of our government officials have this power is if whoever, because there's always someone in charge, there's always someone else at the top. You got seven people here. Someone is in charge of them. And I'm telling you right now, it ain't their country. So whoever is in charge of them would pretty much have to say, okay, we've gone too crazy. Things are a mess. And if we were going into like a global, there's two scenarios I can think of. We discover there's external life and they are afraid of the internet influence determining whether they nuke us or make peace with us or powers that be have decided, you know what we as a people have got too much freedoms. It's time to reset history hit the kill switch. Um, anyway. yeah.
3: And, <laughs> uh,
2: and then the internet kind of,
3: to just- kind <laughs> of elaborate a little bit, um, the f- you, they have, okay. So it's, it's physical keys that open up these boxes to these smart cards that have the programs in them that together with everybody there can do what they need to
2: do, whatever it is they need. I'm wondering how they picked these people because these people age out. So who? How do they determine the successors? I, I don't know,
3: but they're because absolutely, what, I can't been around
2: since like 1998. I mean,
3: I, I I can imagine it's uh, as far as uh, IT people go. It's it's probably the smart some of the smartest people in the world
2: or not because if they wanted to play it safe, you've got seven people from seven different countries. And if you've got seven geniuses, you're always going to be watching your back. Like, well, this person knows this and this person knows that. And then you can't really trust because they have the technological know-how. So it's probably safer to have seven people that don't have the know-how. They have one job. No, it, it's well,
3: very, it, it, they make it very clear that these people know specifically how to do the programs and how to run everything and how to fix things and, and how to do everything that needs to be done. Well, I mean, As I a matter say of fact, it's, it's, it's so serious and so important that, and again, this is public knowledge, they are required to send, because they're in separate countries, they have to send a picture once a week of themselves with the current day's newspaper to the headquarters to show that everything's okay.
0: So in the article that uh, Warner took me, you can actually see who, like, click on the people's names and see who they are. Like, one, the Great Britain guy is the chief executive of the British technology firm Community DNS. Uh, The guy in the USA was an American was Hmm. oh he died this year Hmm. Dan Kaminsky
2: so there's no updated picture right this is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying we have seven known faces yes you're going to trust seven people that know what they're doing yes that doesn't mean that they're the ones holding the keys there's a reason the term scapegoat exists so like she just said the one for America died this year which means Ooh. they have the means to have already updated this information this information is public knowledge why do we not know who the new person is
0: well hold on why is this article written
3: well this this article is a little bit older it's it's from, a this couple article's years old, from 2020
2: so who's the new person for
0: America I don't know
2: and mean if you had said it was like you know like 2017 when the articles were written, I'd be like, okay, 2020, everybody was indoors. We, we all had plenty of time and most <laughs> of us were in front of a computer screen. That information could have easily been been updated and articles get updated. They'll say this article has been updated and the, the hyperlinks will track.
1: You, to
3: the, you can actually go to their website and when they do these key ceremonies, you can watch them
2: do them live. I'm kind of curious. I want to see this. I want to see. It's this, free. You this, can watch this, them live. This key ceremony. I am the person. This is my tinfoil hat moment. Because if I was, of course, this is insane. This is absolutely an insane thing.
3: It, no, as factual as this is, and and wild, it is. It sounds like a conspiracy theory. Like if I was so just telling someone this yeah. at work, they'd be like, "What do you like? That no way, you're crazy." But because if I was, it's a fact.
2: I was sitting here thinking like if I was running like a, a just as an example, it's like if I was running a criminal criminal underground, I would always have myself posed as the right hand guy. I wouldn't let everyone know I'm the main guy. I would have the main guy be someone you expect to be the main guy. They would go through and do all the actions at my command, but things would be handled as if I'm the, the right hand person. That way, it just it, it always keeps people. You know, and like you said, they they make it known to the public. It's easy to access. It's easy to watch. But how do we know that what we're seeing is actually doing anything? These seven people, the actual quote unquote, and these could be the real seven people. I don't know. This is like I said, this is me and my tinfoil hat. The actual seven people are just waiting for them to enact the actions. And then they do the thing from where they're at, because you wouldn't want those kind of people to be no you wouldn't want you know that's that's a very important thing and them sending pictures and newspapers you would want to know is your scapegoat alive because if your scapegoat if like say for instance you got these seven people and let's say that these seven people we see and we watch them do everything they're the face they're the scapegoats they're in people positions of power you know that they've got the brains and the know-how You're going to trust what they're saying and they're doing the actual seven people that might be doing it. You know, they're the ones saying, send me the picture. I need to know if you're alive, because as soon as you disappear, we got to replace you because then people are going to know you're not who we said you are because there's just so many things that don't make, because like, like this guy passes, you know, who gets the key next? How do they determine who gets these keys? Uh, they got to come together for a I and mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has a say in this. They can't uh-uh. just be like, all right, we're just going to give our key to this person. No, the other countries are big, probably going to have a say in it. I know, I, I know a box
3: that absolutely has to be checked is their
2: knowledge and skills in cybersecurity. And that's the other thing. Hackers, if that's the case, the world knows hackers exist, but there's a reason to keep themselves anonymous. This is like... The ultimate hack: Well, they I'm not, not, not going to point out the, the name Internet.
3: I'm not going to point out the name, but one of these particular people, uh, back in 2008, uh, actually ended up becoming one of the key holders because of his uh, he was uh, a hacker on the like he, he was was uh, educated, he was like mm. you know, up there. Um, but uh, through uh, hacking, I guess hacking me. Mm-hmm. He discovered issues with the DNS mm-hmm. and possible um, holes that could easily be hacked. And he um, brought that to their attention, basically. So I'm going to you-
2: look at this. And, and he implemented a fix for it. So I'm going to tell you this, right? Once again, tinfoil hat. Say you're said hacker. I didn't know you existed. And you show me a loophole. Now, for the media, he might not have said, hey, I'm going because it's there's a few that to get their their jobs. There have been a few known hackers that hack something and say, I breached your security, but I can fix it and make it better if you give me a job. And they've been hired that way. Now, in this case, for that specific kind of job, I'm going to think he stepped on a big landmine. He found something he wasn't supposed to find and probably they found him because hackers don't like to be known. That's the whole point. It goes against their whole purpose to be known unless they literally are working in like a government thing. And that's their, and even government hackers, they don't, their, their lives are pretty much hush, hush defeats the purpose of people know who they're looking for. So I'm thinking he found something he wasn't supposed to find and a deal was made once again, not facts, pure opinion, pure tin hat moment, because this is a freaking rabbit hole has seven keys that open up more keys <laughs> to pretty much shut down the Internet. This can go so many different ways. And I'm thinking someone like that was given an option. And I feel oh, it's, it's no OP. different than when you get in trouble. This is the definition of OP. This is, yeah. And I'm thinking it's like when you get in trouble and you're like the age of 18 and the judge gives you a choice. Hey, you can go to jail. You join the military. I'm thinking this was an option. Hey, you're a great hacker. You know, some stuff you shouldn't know. So we're going to give you a choice. You be a key holder for this and you make sure our stuff doesn't work. And we don't, you know, send you to prison in a dark dank hole where no one will ever find you again. And if my other theory about, the ones we see just being the scapegoat is true. That would make his position. Even that would prove that even more <laughs> because now
3: he's in <laughs> the loving this. Uh, you know how last week you blew my mind with how, how deeply Amazon has their fingers in our society that I, I didn't know until you pointed out, like all the servers and stuff people mm-hmm. have to use. Uh, I feel like I just kind of did that to you <laughs> by bringing uh, attention to My mind is totally to blown now. Because uh, again, anybody can go on to the ICAN, ICANN, I C A N N I can website, and you can watch the stream when they do this every year, or I guess uh, four times a year. You can watch their key ceremony. Now, obviously, they're not going to like stream and, and show you like the technicalities of it, but they'll show you the process of it and them coming together
2: and, and kind of doing it. Now, and I apparently, it's wonder. really cool. I do wonder why they stream. That's the only thing I can't think of a rabbit hole for is like, why would they stream the key ceremony? Give you a sense of security. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> I don't know. There's gotta be a
2: reason
3: for it. It's like, it's wild. It's so, like, when I learned about it, I was like, holy, like what? I, I I had to like continue learning about it. Cause I thought it was just like another conspiracy theory. Like there's a shadowy, uh, entity in this a uh, uh, body of people in this world and apparently they're fucking real. That's <laughs> you know it's not like this is the uh, Illuminati or something where we're like they exist they don't exist we don't know. Um, no, they're
2: just no, they're just a visual branch of the Illuminati. That's all.
3: It's it's an actual <laughs> thing, and it's insane. I'm I'm going to tell you this right now. The no government one... has no control over this. By the way, that's what I, that. that,
2: that before you even said that, I said earlier. I said this: is, these people don't answer to their to to their yeah, country. They they do not answer to the government. Do they so work who with do the government? They answer
3: to sure, they work with the government, but they do not work for the government. It is not a government entity. It is actually, I believe, it's a nonprofit. Actually,
2: yeah the the ICANN is nonprofit. But who? This is a case of who watches the watchmen. Who do they answer to? <laughs> Nobody.
3: It's uh, it's it's like a, they, they it's like a,
2: so they, they all woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm sick of Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. I'm sick of social media.
3: And they I all, mean, I'm sure there's like rules and regulations in place. But who makes them? <laughs> <laughs> who made them? I didn't look up. I didn't go that far into detail. Like I didn't like go into so much detail to like try to figure all that out because that is like I, I don't have time. That's I don't a have time rabbit to, like, hole. That is a rabbit hole. I don't have time for. I just I, I learned about this stuff. I learned the basics here, and I was like, holy shit! See, you think Amazon can control stuff? Amazon's nothing. These people can shut the internet down. They can reset it. They can shut civilization down, See, I'm and be not a at you single learners outside entity could do a single thing about it i'm gonna be pissed at you that is a
2: fact because we were just talking about the matrix a couple weeks ago i'm gonna be pissed at you if i get up tomorrow and this is bugging me and then on my screen (laughs) it says good morning atachi and i'm like oh hell no see i knew it (laughs) find out it's all the matrix and every time they do the key ceremony they're resetting the matrix (laughs) (laughs) And we're watching them do it. We're just like, ooh, that looks cool. Happy New Year's, everybody. So, you know what this says, then, right? What was it? We were supposed to have a. Uh, what was the big thing about Y2K? Total blackout, was it? Yeah. Um, well, you we know that. that wasn't the world matter.
0: supposed to end? <laughs> we
2: were supposed to have no. like a total blackout. Is that like, different?
3: Uh, now Y2K the idea behind Y2K was that once the computers all the computers around the world hit the year 2000 it the computers were going to like basically crash because mm. they i I don't know like some fucking stupid reason Maybe which I'm made no sense to me. Different. Why would you make a computer think about it, why the fuck would you make a computer in 1999 but it couldn't handle changing the time to 2000 and then crash. Like
2: that that um, makes no sense the- to me. <clears throat> I think it was the Aztec calendar ended in the year 2000? 2000. Uh, 2012.
0: 2012? That's You're what like it was. Way off,
3: buddy. Yeah, That's I think the your conspiracies was. in line.
0: That's oh, what it I'm was. Sorry I, knew the world, that, <laughs> I knew that everyone thought the world was going to end at one point. I yeah, couldn't remember which year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the world's Aztec calendar is going to end. It's
3: always in jeopardy. And you know who protects us?
2: Master Chief, I'm done.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm done. I was, I was like, say something profound.
0: In his head, it was profound. That was
2: profound. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, well, if I didn't have trust issues with the internet before, I already did. Girl, I was watching now. you. I'm. You know, I always knew they were. it always feels like somebody's somebody's watching me (laughs) because they are they were ahead of the day man they knew and 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 yeah
3: every time you buy something every time you purchase something you shouldn't every time you watch something that you don't want anyone else to know you're watching oh somebody's watching watching you watch that
2: something well Mm -hmm. what is it Uh, when you scan your card at the store your your information is automatically saved for like five years so that's why when I, that's why these people be hacking them stores. Cause Everyone's they know all like, that information. I don't want people tracking me. I'm like,
3: dude, you can be, there's a fucking satellite. Go, go as far out into the country wilderness as you want and build yourself a windmill, dig underground. Guess what? At minimum, the fucking satellite way up there, they'll
2: find you. Yep.
3: The Watch Jason. You have you seen house. Jason
2: Bourne? Watch that shit. <laughs> Facial recognition. They'll just, even they'll so, just try your, your last known location. Hide your wife
3: because your the kids, government's running up
2: all down there sending
3: satellites looking for your ass. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> if you want to not be. Look, look I'm just going to say this. If you want to not be found and not be discovered, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen in this lifetime until space travel is a thing. And you make enough money to build your own little spaceship like Jeff Bezos and just fly yourself to the furthest star that hasn't already exploded and build yourself a home out there. And somehow they'll still probably know where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Just Man, wow. Oh, that actually kind of makes me mad. I don't know why. (laughs) I was like angry about it. I'm like actually upset about it. Like, it really bothers
0: me. Do you you need a therapy session? (laughs) I think I need a therapy session. You be in therapy next week. I don't know. I just
3: learned that that nothing I do matters. Nothing (laughs) I do matters. My entire life could be shut down right now. We are living in the
2: Matrix without actually needing to be in the Matrix. (laughs) It's all a lie. Just call me Mr. Anderson. Just call me Mr. (laughs) Anderson. Wow. Well, that's a great way to end it. Thanks for that, War Nurse. I have great, uh, great dreams dissecting that one. Um, what do you guys think? I really want to know your guys' thoughts on this, so please hit us up on Discord, hit us up on Patreon, comment on Twitter. What do you guys think about these seven internet key holders? Like, man, that's just... You know, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> That it's is not just Mind blowing. It's not one. It's split amongst that. Well, it's like the Power Rangers.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: we got the Power Rangers of the internet. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's the Power Rangers of the internet. Oh man, they combine and they get their keys together and they upgrade. their <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. let us let us know what you thought. Let's let I can't even talk now. That's. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus <Jeez, laughs> man not gonna be able to sleep tonight i'm not gonna be able to sleep after that 30 plus episodes and this is the one that we end the year on this is like a, a season finale of season finales it's that cliffhanger will itachi recover will he ever be the same <laughs> can he trust find the out internet?
0: next year find out
2: when the Jeezy chop shop returns 2022 oh my gosh he's going to be like yeah guys uh, we're continuing on Atachi went to the mountains never came back (laughs) so we don't know where he is uh Games is going to try to reach out and find
0: him hey buddy (laughs) we miss you no 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 we'll just use the satellite it's fine
2: Yeah, yeah facial recognition you see me as like a wooly mammoth out there just pointing at the satellite but yeah let us know your thoughts uh what are your conspiracy theories let's dive down this rabbit hole uh for sure um, the gz chop shop will return in 2022 uh, so make sure you guys check our social media hit us up um, you get to see our wonderful faces one more time and that is once again on december 23rd when we do our 12-hour charity live stream for the wounded warrior project so be sure to join us that day it is going to be an amazing time we're gonna have tons of games you get to watch us fail in real time and be a part of the action and we have some amazing milestones lined up like hey maybe you want to see me play a horror game in vr let's hit some of those goals and we can make it happen um once again hit us up on discord check out our website gamma for all the latest and articles news and updates about what we're doing and future endeavors anyway you guys have been amazing this year We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us all through 2021. Stay safe out there. We will see all of you wonderful people in the new year. Have a good one, everybody.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or a cast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store at gzshop.com You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.